This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Later on, we were fine. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go down that route because you're recording. <laughs> I am. Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the last Wait, glamorous. wait, wait. You uh, can't. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know how we do the beginning time for talking shit? You can't have anything pertaining to so-and-so in it. I would never. There actually are a good amount of people that listen to the show. So um, much so that I'm sometimes a little like, oh, you listen to the show, do you? Thanks for supporting us. One of my daughter's, well, I guess you can call them friends. I don't I don't know what they call five-year-olds, like friends, classmates. They're all friends. Yeah, what do they call that? Eh, friends. Everyone's friends. Oh, I'll say hi to your friends. And so anyways... One of my daughter's friends, her his mother came up to me and was like, "Oh, do you do a a podcast?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh yeah." My husband was listening to it the other day because he's a big sports guy. I guess he used to be a sports writer back in the day. And I was like, "Oh no way!" Now he's uh, he's a politics writer and he's actually being sued by the Democrats. But that's for a different story. Um, yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, uh, he listens to the show and blah blah blah." And then I saw him a couple days later. He goes, "Oh, I was listening to your last episode." I was like, huh, "And you still want your child to hang out with my child?" <laughs> Question mark. Like, you know, because I mean, we do say the fuck word a couple of times, so. right? Yeah, but hey, all right, more people are listening, so that's that's fun. You yeah. Know? Get it out there, but you know what? I'm still not going to censor myself, so fuck it. Yeah, well, don't send, don't put. I don't know what you're talking about, Sarah. I, I, there is, no, I, I stopped recording when you were talking about your ex boyfriends. So that's horseshit. Because no. I can see on the screen there it no, says recording. That, no, see the see the little red dot with the silver dot that says it looks like it's recording. It's actually that is blocking the not recording. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm talking to not... my co-host, Sarah Ray <laughs> I was not born at night, nor last night. No, you were born so many right years ago. Right early in the morning. So many years ago. So many. Yeah, well, mm. you were so many plus one. I know, it's awful. <laughs> I, I feel it every day in my bones. <laughs> you got that plus one on oh, me, good sir. Gosh. I think I'm dying, so... It was nice knowing you. Yeah, see you later, R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> we can have just a um, a memorial show for me. Yeah. I will remember you. And it's just me going, fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> will you remember me? Eat a big bag of dicks, you fucking loser. <laughs> and that's how it's going to go. Yeah, I should make my own memorial video. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Everybody will think I'm, I'm, I'm dead. 
And then I'm just back on the next week's show and like, what the fuck? I thought he was dead. We were all excited that Sarah was going to get her own show. <laughs> My first guest this week is <laughs> Dave's wife. <laughs> uh, she's like, I don't want to be on this show. Fuck it. He sucks. I poisoned him. Go ahead and come at me. <laughs> I finally got rid of him. Will you remember me? Oh, fuck yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the less glamorous side of sports. I am your host, Dave Houghton, and I think I might be having a little bit of a heart attack. And with me today, my co-host, Sarah Retallick. Hello, Sarah. What up, what up, what up, what up? What up, what up? up? I don't think you're having a heart attack. I think you have, uh, was it, angina? Not to be confused that you are a vagina. Or mangina. Yeah, you are one giant mangina. What is angina? Angina. It's like heartburn. Oh, agita. Angina. Agita. Italians like us say agita. I'm not Italian. I know. Well, like us, meaning me, because I'm so big, I count for two people. Yeah. I'm not going to argue it. There's two people inside my office right now. It's me and me. So... I mean, I'm so fat. I have a refrigerator in my. Well, you can't see it because it's not on camera, but it's over there, right next to my records. Um. Anyways, but no piss jar. <laughs> There's no piss jar, but there is a fridge, but it's filled with beer. So, also, mm-hmm. another horse died from the Kentucky Derby. Yes, another <laughs> one. Di- what is going? This is on? like what the eleventh horse. Yeah, the Preakness was the Preakness this past weekend, or it was like, two yeah. weekends ago. Yeah, um, a couple of couple of months. Yeah, I'm so anymore. confused. Like but like, yeah, they had like ago. no horses. No, it was like nobody that was, like, like was one ran horse. in the Derby. Yeah, <laughs> one horse. And he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna <laughs> win. I'm gonna win, and then he just fucking dies, and they take him to the glue factory. Oh. That's where horses go. They go to the glue factory, or or the dog food plant. So, anyways, we got a, a little bit of a different <laughs> like type of show for you we today. Started off. We're gonna do a new kind of style show, not to take away from our news and our biggest pickle and all that stuff, but we just kind of wanted to do something different. So this week we're doing a week in sports history, and this takes place from May twenty eighth to June third, which is when this show will roundabout air. So, um, so let's start off this sports history show so sarah kick it off Woo! all right uh so we're gonna start off the week with willie mays hitting his first major league home run after going 0-12 this home run took place on may 28th in 1951 so we're kicking off the week right out the gates boom yeah. hey oh now- i got a fun fact for you all right fun fact zach campbell caught this ball <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he refused to give it back to Willie Mays. He says, so, I'm I'm Willie Mays' kid now. Did he not want, did he like try to barter to meet Willie Mays? No, or? because uh, this was a different type of time in, in baseball, and you know. So, fast forward 20 years later on May 30th, 1971, Willie Mays will hit his 638th home run setting a national league record of 1950 runs scored wow it's pretty Pretty impressive pretty pretty impressive right pretty impressive he was a good hitter (laughs) you know who who knew yeah who Who knew? knew who knew who 
No. I like the fact that like we go to you know May twenty eighth, nineteen fifty one, and be like, oh, Willie Mays hit his first home run. Maybe he'll hit more. And then twenty years later, like, all right, he hit six hundred and thirty-eight. Yeah, that's cool. Here we are. What's no. what's so wild? Which as we do this, which is kind of fun to see, you'll see things will change because of the seasons and what sports are being played. So a lot of it now is baseball, obviously. Right, right obviously. So yeah. because at this time there wasn't a lot of basketball and or hockey being played. So right. So I'm very excited. And uh, Willie Mays ended his career with 660 home runs all time. So that puts him on right now. He's at the uh, six on the list. All right. A Chicago White Sox game versus the Cleveland Indians finally ends with a White Sox six to three win. The game had started on May 26th in 1973 and ended on May 28th, running 21 innings. And just for the record, this game is not the longest game in history and is not even in the top five. That's true. Do you know what the longest game in history of baseball is? The longest game in history actually isn't a MLB game. It's a minor league game that took place in 1981. It was uh, the Paw Sox versus the rochester red wings and i don't it was 33 innings and lasted eight hours and 25 minutes they played 32 friggin innings woof and do you know that that game ended with the the paw Sox winning three to two so that (laughs) that means from and, and so uh let's see the paw Sox. The uh, the Paw Sox were down one nothing in the seventh. Then they came back and tied it up in the ninth, and then nothing happened until the twenty first inning, where the both teams tied it up, and then nothing happened until the thirty third inning, where the Paw Sox came back and won. Keepers eight hours and thirty two minutes. By the end of this game, there was only about six people in the stands. Can you imagine being that one person, the one out of six people in that stand that was like, this is great. This is great. I love it. I'm watching six different baseball games at once. Like, yeah, but it's like they stopped serving. I'm, oh my God, they stopped serving the seven. Right. That's why I'm like, you need to open it back up and then, in this, in, you know, then shut it back down in the 14th. Uh, what is is the longest MLB? I want to say it is 26 innings, if I remember. Uh, longest game in ML history are the Dodgers and Braves. They, they Ooh, played 20, yeah. Yeah. They played 26 innings in t- 1920. Yeah. Um, I don't know much, but I knew it was the Braves. And it, it was, was actually the innings. Brooklyn Robins versus the Boston Braves. Boston Braves. Baby. Yeah. And that actually ended in a 1-1 tie? Is that true? Everyone was like, we need to go home. Everyone was like, fuck it. Let's go. And you have to remember, too, there wasn't, it wasn't like they could just play through. Like, it it also depends on like, oh, it's dark out. 
Oh, everyone right. turned on your invented, yeah, yeah. turn up. Well, they were invented, but they weren't <laughs> like somebody light the gas. <laughs> it's like they're using their car headlights, like you know, right. it's something where it was a little bit different. Um, yeah, where they were like, our stadium uh, lights aren't working. Everybody, put the flashlight on your cell phone. <laughs> All right. Everyone just pulls out their headphones or their cell phones in 1920. Oh, those were the days. No, those were the days. Uh, that is crazy, too. I wouldn't. And then the second longest game is the Chicago White Sox and the Milwaukee Brewers that lasted 25 innings in 1984. All these long ass games are in May. Well, yeah, it's got to be something in the water. Yeah. You know, it's because it's when the weather starts turning. Yeah. For the most part, where it starts kind of getting nicer and everyone's allergies get crazy because things are blooming. So <laughs> people are going nuts. People are going, hey, I, oh just, my God. I just can't stop sneezing. Oh my God. It was like, why is this pouring out of every orifice? Yeah, it's tough. All right. What else we got? All right. On May 30th, 1986. Barry Bonds had made his MLB MLB debut. Wow. And who knew that 20 years later on May 28th, 2006, he would hit his 715th career home run, passing Babe Ruth on the MLB all-time list. 1986. May 30th, 1986. A pencil thin Barry Bonds walks yeah. onto the field for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Here 20 years later. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There he is. A pencil. <laughs> There he is. 20 years later, a beefy Barry Bonds cracks his 715th home run. No, his oh, neck nah. was wild. Oh, yeah. Wild. It was a tree trunk. It's just insanity. It was like the size of like my thigh. Wild. <laughs> you know who else had a good week this week in history? Who? The goat of stealing bases. Ricky Henderson had one heck of a history this week. On June 1st, 1982, he steals two bases in a 3-2 win over the Boston Red Sox to become the fastest to reach 50 stolen bases in ML in uh, MLB season. On May 29th, 1990, Henderson breaks Ty Cobb's steals record with his 893rd stolen base. Imagine Ty Cobb stole that many bases, but you know what? Ty Cobb like would spike people too. Oh yeah, like this viciously is... spike people. Uh, yeah, this is Sparta. Yeah, absolutely. Kick him right in the well. Right this down is baseball. Ah, <laughs> uh, something else in history that could actually have contributed more so to the Celtics Lakers rivalry. Ah. Uh, this was Larry Bird being selected as the Rookie of the Year on May 29th, 1980. He had beat out Magic Johnson. This was the situation where it lit a fire under Magic, Johnson ass, uh, under Magic Johnson's ass. And this would be why like the rivalry was so hot. Yep. Which is great. Absolutely. This is yep. like fire. Okay, so we have some draft picks from this week. You ready? Give it to me. Yes. <laughs> All right. In 1980, Daryl Strawberry went one went first to the New York Mets. Sorry, I was distracted by the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, so you had that. And in 1987, 
1987, folks. The Seattle Mariners draft first. The man who had changed card collecting game, who had changed the game. He changed everything as we knew it before. We got junk wax. We got all this from him. I mean, yeah, he's a great baseball player, too. But, you know, Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. They're really good photographer, too, I might add. He's no Randy Johnson. Hmm. That's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> like he's the Randy Johnson. They should like collab, right? Right. I mean, got their own business together and like. I would let them. I would let them shoot my wedding. Yeah. Randy Johnson actually has his own. Uh, it's his own bi- business. Business. Yeah, and he does like, concerts and all sorts of stuff it's too. It's like his logo is a dead bird, which is fucking hilarious. He's the best. It's so funny. I forget the name of his his actual company, but the logo is a, a dead bird, which is great. So happens. All right. So Ret- with draft picks yeah. comes retirements. So True who st- retired this week? In 1935, Babe Ruth had announced his retirement as a player at the age of 40. In 1960, 1960- did the field just run out of hot dogs and beer? And he's like, "Ah, oh, fucking, I'm out." Basically, yeah. he was like, "What?" What? what do you mean the bank's out of money? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't smoke cigars anymore? What? <laughs> We're moving over to cigarettes? Cigarellos? <laughs> Cigarellos? You could smoke those in hospitals at this <laughs> at this point in time. Oh, we're the ladies. We're only having men's hosted games now? What? <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors enjoy parliaments. <laughs> right? Another doctor is... just loves camel unfilters. Ugh. Lucky strikes. You'll never catch me, you lucky striking it. I'm a home run hitter. Babe Ruth. Ooh. Yeah, you like that? I just wrote a Lucky Strikes ad from 1935. (laughs) That was beautiful. All right. In 1967, Yankees pitcher Whitey Ford has announced his retirement at almost 41. Are you seeing the trend here of age? I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. In 1989, Phillies 12-time All-Star Mike Schmidt announces retirement at age 39. Uh, before you get on to the next person, for some reason, the Mike Schmidt retirement is like ingrained. It's almost branded in my head. I remember this press conference and like this was like 1989, like where I wouldn't give a shit who was retiring or not. But, like, I remember him just up there crying into the mic that he's leaving baseball. Because he was one of the greats. I, yeah, he was, like, he one was of the greats. So but he wasn't, good. like, my – he wasn't my great because I was, like, hardcore. Like, I only I only liked the Red Sox, and that was it. And then, of course, Ken Griffey Jr. came out, and I was like, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. And then Frank Thomas. And then it just escalated from there. But, like, Mike Schmidt retiring, like, I didn't pay attention to him back then. I only paid attention to like Jody Reed and Ellis Burks and Mike Greenwell. That's it. It's unfortunate for yeah. you. So unfortunate. Well, My dad and really liked the Phillies. So yeah, it was it was a tough day. So your he dad was... must have been crying with Mike Schmidt. I bet you there was a lot of guys that were crying. There probably was a lot yeah. of guys. Yeah, Mike Schmidt was he was the face of the Phillies. The whole he was the Phillies. Up until and then, Lenny Dykstra came in. Well, I was going to say, and then look what happened. Then look what happened to the Phillies. Yeah. You know, old Schmitty leaves and is freaking out of control. Yeah. 
you got freaking oh, I can't even if you want to know what we're even discussing, go back to our previous shows of uh, don't do what Dykstra does. And you can see the whole uh, hear the whole I can't even make words happen because that whole month was woo. Yeah, that month was crazy. IAPradio.com. Go check out Don't Do What Dykstra Does, part one through four. Yes. All right. Who else retired? In 2003, one of the greatest hockey goalies of all time. Actually, 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 I take that back. The greatest goalie of all time. Does this hurt you? No. Does this hurt you inside? Why does this hurt me on the inside? Because he wasn't a a, a Pittsburgh Penguin. He was... What do you, why, how, why would that hurt me? I'm not like obsessed with just my players. Yes, you are. I mean, I do have a you legit very... cried when we were talking <laughs> about Sydney, Sydney Crosby one day. Yeah, I did, but no, you, like, you I were like but... fucking tears in the face crying about Sydney Crosby helping some fucking kid do something. Whatever, he's Look, you're crying guy. now, <laughs> thinking about it. You're like, like the greatest guy. goalie retires on this day. Tom Barrasso, the greatest goalie ever for the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, the great. I'm saying the well, yeah, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Tom Barrasso was the greatest goalie that they've ever really had in their organization. Let's <laughs> let's just say, like, it is really? what it is. However, he is not who retired on this day. Okay, all right. And anyone who's a hockey fan always has to respect this guy listen i love this dude i thought he was me too I thought he, he was, was amazing yeah from montreal when he went to he's the whole reason Colorado. why ray bork won dude, a stanley cup exactly he had i loved when he would come out of the net and fuck people up like yeah. he did not give a shit he was here to play he was here to win and that person is patrick ruah for for americans you would say patrick roy and then I go, okay, we have to trace where this uh, person listened from or is speaking. And then I need to see if I can find their address. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding. We don't have that technology because that's too much. We struggle just editing the show. I can't believe Patrick Ruat retired 20 years ago. Yeah. He wow. played for like ever. Yeah, too. Yeah. He really did. He was someone who I actually thought was never going to retire because he could still move and he yeah. could still play. Right. He wasn't like a lot of these goalies who are just tired and can't move. He right. was so spry still. And wow. I didn't look up how old he was when he retired, like when he was retiring. That's I want to say he was in his 40s. And he was, who did he coach? He he was the coach recently of something, right? Oh, he coached the Avalanche. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he coach the Avalanche for a while? Yeah, he did. You ever find it weird that NHL Wikipedia, like the Wikipedia on NHL, is there is no timestamp on anything? Yeah, like there every isn't. sport has like, oh, he played from this team from you know nineteen ten to nineteen fifty eight, but when you go to any anything that has to do with the NHL, it's like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know when he played. You have to go on to the Canadian version. Oh, there's a Canadian version. Oh. I don't have time. Yeah, anything that ends in it's like dot ca. Uh, wow, he was thirty seven when he retired. No, yeah, thirty seven. Why did I feel as though he was so much old? Well, though, no, that makes sense because Chris Chelios played until he was like a hundred, even though wow. Chris Chelios is like a hundred now. 
Yeah, but you still got like look at Yame Yaga. He's like fifty eight and he's still playing. Yaga is a different breed. That's We've true. had this conversation. Again, you can go back to IAP radio.com. He, he gets all listen. his power through his uh stonewash denim. <laughs> yeah, fun boys. Lastly, this week in 1942, Red Sox hero, our boy, Ted Williams, had enlisted as a U.S. Navy aviator. Hey, happy Memorial Day, everybody. Salute your troops. The greatest baseball player to ever live, whether you believe it or not. Legit. Mr. 408 himself, Ted Williams. Listen. Probably would have won a championship if he didn't fight World War II. Thank you. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, listen. Yeah. He would have won a championship if he was like, wasn't fighting them Nazis. All right. You got some pickle juice history, I see. Ooh, do I? Mm. This is like uh, in in like a retaliation to like uh, uh, a biggest pickle. Yeah. This is the pickle brine. This is the brine because it's been in the jar. It's been in the back of the fridge for a long time. Who knows? Could be five years. Could be 30 years. You pull it out and you're like, woo. You pull it out. You're like, I'll take a swig of this. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. On May 31st, 1983, George Steinbrenner was suspended for one week by the American League president, Lee McPhee, for statements made on May 27th, questioning the integrity of umpire Daryl Cousins and John Shulock. In 1983, it was a wild year for the Yankees, uh, especially a lot of things that transpired at Yankee Stadium. So um, we will we will cover that when we get into July. Oh, cliffhanger. Yes. I like that. So even back then, even in the early 80s, people, players, owners were questioning umpires. Yes. So let's get those robot umps ready. Legit. Questioning their integrity, questioning their ability to do their job. You know, we're seeing more and more now people getting ejected. Oh, man, this is so like many. Aaron Boone's been ejected almost every Yankees game this season. It's been a little off the rails yeah. with ejections. Um, I honestly, you know why? I honestly think it's because umpires are butthurt that there's conversation about robot umps and they're all going to be out of job soon. Probably. Well, do your job and do it well, and we will not be having these conversations about robots. Right, absolutely. But until you can prove that otherwise, the conversation will be active. Yeah, 100%. You know, that's just, it is what it is. I don't want to have to put you on a performance improvement plan, umpires in the Major League Baseball, but I will put you on a performance improvement plan. Now, this one's a little bit juicy, and... uh, It's one of those that I had completely forgot about until I was reading. So let's talk about how this week in 1988, Wade Boggs was being sued by his mistress, Margot Adams. Oh. Margot was suing Boggs for $12 million on a breach of an oral contract. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yep. Adams was Boggs' road mistress from 1984 to 1987. 
Uh, both of that, like, he also confirmed this, so it's not as though it's alleged or anything like that. He did confirm that she was his road mistress. Right. Um, And she had decided to do an interview with Penthouse in the early months of 1989. She had quoted Boggs for saying some interesting things about his teammates. Uh you ready you ready for this because this is this is pretty always this I'm is always pretty ready. interesting and it makes sense even more so i mean like we always i mean we now have a respect for and love for wade boggs but remember that very long time like everyone hated wade boggs yeah when he was riding the fucking horseback after well, the no. won that piece of shit before he left us i'm saying oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah everyone was like fuck this dude like yeah. Because this shit came out first. Jim Rice thinks he is white. Mm -hmm. Roger Clemens thinks he is perfect. I Well, I won't deny that one. I will not deny that one either. And Dwight Evans doesn't approve of my drinking and partying. Well, I won't deny that one either. either. Dwight Evans does and always has seemed like a wet blanket. That's only because like... I've seen him there. So that's why oh. I confirm that he oh. shops at Whole Foods. Oh. <laughs> he He's in there shop. all the time. He does his own shopping. He's in there all the time. He's a giant. You can't miss him. Does he live in Linfield? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Get him on the show. I'm like, do it. He'll be like, oh, <laughs> I got to go. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Um, she also states that Boggs had said that he was very upset that several white ball players preferred black women when they were on the road and that this wasn't a good image for him and why he could not have a black woman on his arm. It's the ha- times. This is no. like 1988. Here's the thing. Wade, you're married. So having any woman on your arm (laughs) is a no-no anyway. It's a bad look. So it's a moot point. Yeah, I'm not defending Wade Boggs. I'm just saying like, you know, um, yes, you're 100% right. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to say anything. He's married. married. Like, it's just boom. I mean, this is also why we kind of ran him out of town anyways. Yeah, this is, we're like, Let's get our pitchforks. Let's he go. Kinda, he kind of turned into a piece of shit, you know? Yes, Like, he, he did. went from the, the fried chicken-loving uh, Wade Boggs, he has to eat a whole chicken every game, to just being a, a basically drunk partying asshole with a mistress and hated, yeah. apparently hated black women. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's just, there's that. Uh, so, Boggs did have a statement back that was provided through his lawyer. I'm not going to dignify the story with a response right now. Basically, I've already refuted everything. I'm ready to play baseball, and that's what I'm down here to do. Right. So, I mean, this whole thing, it's like, yeah, he was being sued for $12 million. And, and like, this kind of goes with the whole, like, Tiger Woods thing where his his girlfriend's suing him for... $37 $37 million for a breach of contract or some whatever shit. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, she's going to say outlandish shit. I'm not defending Wade Boggs again. I'm just saying, like, 
she's going to say some like crazy off the cuff shit. And like some of that just might be like, you know, pillow talk. Like that's, that's between just right. say, say for argument's sake, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, even though I know she was just the mistress, but like, Oh, Dwight Evans doesn't approve of my drinking and partying. Like that's not like a big thing. Like no, Jim Rice thinks he's white. Like, Jim Rice could have just done some fucking stupid like thing. And, and they're like, Oh, here he goes again. You know? And then, like, Roger Clemens thinks he's perfect. Like, that's just the thing that you say. Like, you know, like, that's that's nothing. That shouldn't be any, like, kind of slander. None of that is slander. But, like, no. you know, the, the white the white players with uh, black women, and he doesn't approve of that. Well, I mean, get your morals straight, because not a lot of people approve of you, you know, skirting around on your wife. So, right. uh, you know, let's not throw stones in a glass house here. I, I don't know. It's just uh, a lot of that just seems like pillow talk and like for her to come out. I mean, I, granted, this was fucking 30. This was years ago. so yeah, this was, you know, but it's one of those that yeah. that this stuff that was said was considered racy <laughs> hot, for the hot, time. Hot button news. Oh, my right. God. If they only knew what was coming. No shit. So it's one of those where it's true though, because they didn't always talk about what was going on in the clubhouse, and right. players didn't talk shit about their teammates like that, or didn't say anything. I mean, nobody was wrong about talking about Roger Clemens in that sense. Yeah. So you know what yeah. though? Regardless, Wade Boggs said all this fucking stupid shit and had a mistress and blah 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 blah. Totally redeems himself when he goes on Always Sunny oh, in Philadelphia. He- and they yes. play the Wade Boggs drinking game on the flight. So Wade Boggs is not that that's, big of a pickle. And, you know, and that's when uh, he goes on that show. And then and everybody starts like, to love him again. Everyone loves him again. And then he gets his number retired in Boston. Which and... I, I don't understand why I still don't understand the Wade Boggs number retirement thing. I, I mean, know. I know he was a good player for the Red Sox. But at, at one point, I thought the Red Sox were just retiring numbers to get people in the seats. So. Uh, if you look back to the date, I think they were. Yeah, they were. I I was yeah. at that game too. So yeah, it, well, I've, I've gone to every retirement number game since. Uh, well, not every number retirement game. I wasn't there for. I was uh, gonna say like Ted Williams. Williams. No, nah, I wasn't there. Joe Cro- was it Joe Cronin? Like, yeah. were you there? Go yeah. <laughs> oh, Red Sox. <laughs> I just go back in time, but uh. Ew. Well. Let me tell you, if Hample can do it, you can do it. That's true. That's that is true. I I just gotta call my buddy Doc Brown and see if I can get the time machine. Okay. Just so I can bet on the how, sports. Many, how many kilowatts? Uh one point twenty one. We All just right. gotta get it. We'll we figure it out. Put some old beer cans inside the back of the, the car and we'll be fine. They're in your fridge. Let's grab them. That's true. I'll drink them first and then we'll use the cans. So uh, we'll just end it on this real quick. Uh, Fun fact is that Wade Boggs actually played in the longest game that we talked about earlier against the Paw Sox and the Rochester Red Wings. What? Yes. Are you serious? Actually, it was Wade Boggs versus Cal Ripken Jr. Whoa. Yes. So this is is the fun fact. Fact is fun. Fun is fact of... The week. Well, there you go. Yeah. And it tied it all together. It tied it all Look together. Look at that. Yeah, Who knew? Right? Wade Boggs actually led that year with uh, 41 doubles and 167 hits in wow. 1981 for the Paw Sox. 
He was so, good. He was good. He was good yeah. up until he rode that horse at Yankee Stadium. So Dick. fuck Wade Boggs. There we go. All right. So that was kind of a different show. That was fun. I like the history of, of stuff like this, especially like uh, you can't run away from history. Plus, it's there's, fun to make fun of a lot of things. There's a lot of history, a lot of baseball. Yeah. But uh, I, had I think it'll be fun if we do one of these shows a month, you know. I think it would be fun, too. Yeah. Maybe we can even expand it to a month next year. Ooh. Or keep the juicy parts in, because that's the brine, baby. Oh. You have to show a wet blanket. Yeah. All right. All right. So, anyways, uh, thanks for listening to IEP Radio. Go over to ieprradio.com and check out all of our stuff. Go to Instagram, Twitter, uh, what's the other thing? The YouTube that we YouTube, like? The YouTube. We the YouTube. on that. We be yeah. on that. We be on that YouTube. You can go check out Sarah at Dedio Sports Cards on Instagram. And of course, yeah. you can listen to other great podcasts on TheLuxEditionNetwork.com. You can find us and you can find other great shows. Also, um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I can think of right now. That's... Thinking about... Um, Fried chicken. Now that I'm thinking about this song. Yeah. Gimme, 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 gimme. Roger Clemens did think he was perfect. He did, and he still does. And I just, I want to curb stomp him. Also an asshole, so. Such an asshole. Ugh. Oh, speaking of curb stomp, go over to our merch store. You can buy all the inner pickle merch on there, including the bite the curb shirt. Yeah, that's great. All right, so uh, that's going to do it here. So thanks for listening. For Sarah Ray Talek, I'm Dave Houghton. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Matt coming at you from the real drunks. Hey, if you're into movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends, join myself, Jake, and Alyssa on the real drunks on the Deluxe Edition Network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's the real drunks, R E E L, the real drunks. Check us out.